One second. Now that we got we go. now that we got Susan on the call. Susan's here, so now tell her what you want. Now, so uh, <laughs> on the record, uh, yeah, I'm going to be finding fire ass NFTs in the Maldives, uh, sipping Johnny Walker Blue, possibly smoking a very uh, moderately stacked J. Um, kick back on that sounds like finest, a good day. Kick back on the finest Apple products. Yeah, yes, that sounds like a solid day. Or, on like, the beach. even better, bro. Like, I want to get, I want, I want to get the, the, uh, the evil empire style, like, cliff lair type house in like Greece. Yeah, yeah. That's more my like, speed. I want like the Batman. Right. Yeah. Like, tucked away. Right. Tucked away. Yeah, right. You know what I right. mean? Tucked away. It kind of looks like a fucking luxury bunker on the side of a cliff. Yeah, that's me. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll buy the same hill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my guy. And then, like, they'll be like, that's hey, cool. so you guys created the Google Killer. Um, we want to do a Time Magazine cover on you guys. And we'll be like, nah, nah, it's about the community. But you can gladly take these bomb-ass photos of these lairs out here in fucking Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. I got to send, can... I gotta send Carlisle the Jitsi link. Because he's like, what do I do now? <laughs> nah. Yeah, send the Jitsi link. Yeah, it's all good. Big Jitsi boys. Uh... The boss man's here. Is he? Big Wes. Yeah, he's drinking his bottle. Oh. Yeah, don't get too fast. Chill. Worldwide Wes. Wes concurs with with, with uh, Mountainside Bunker. Yeah. He approved. Yeah, Carlisle. Oh Carlisle, we gotta get your we gotta get your name, bro. Yo yo. What up, man? Uh, Hi. Um, so, hold up. How do I enter the name? Let's see. Can you do it down below on options? Let's see. <clears throat> Participate. Let me see if I click my... No, it's not letting me. Hmm. It's all good. It is all good. We'll put it in the title. Okay. Yeah. I got... Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. Just been blade yeah, man. today, man. Stop. Shitty New York weather. Back. What's it like up there? So what's it like up in New York right now? Uh, it's not stop rain. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool. But it sounds like you've been busy, so you've just been locked in today. Yeah, for the most part. Um I just met with uh, someone who's like pretty big in the cannabis industry, and um, mm -hmm. he uh, just gave me like a bunch of spiel on some really cool things that he's doing. So in New York or yeah. elsewhere? Uh, in New York. Yeah, my boy was just telling me. Um, I was talking to Sun Hallway yesterday. My guy Ralph up there is just give me the 
the rundown on all the stuff that's happening with the private membership, my private members clubs and everything in the city right now. And um, yeah, it sounds like something's happening up there yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, a lot of people are taking uh, advantage of the uh, the change in laws, and you know, they're trying to power through and change some more laws and stuff, and we're trying well, to stay in the game. So we'll that's- be we're doing we're doing another Tuesday at OSNYC uh, on this coming Tuesday. Oh, bro. thank you for inviting me to that place. That's my fucking like that place is incredible. Yeah, so AJ is coming up uh, this time as well. So we'll be up this coming week. Oh man, I'm, I'm gonna be there. What day? Oh, is- right. You guys, you guys were imping on a mama crew. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, we'll be so up we'll there be on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday night. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let me know. Let me know. Hit me on the text. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm trying to come. I'm trying to come. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. I've never seen so many it, PS5s. <laughs> you said you've never seen so many what? PS5s. Mm. Oh, yeah. They did have hella games. Um, but yeah, so I want to I wanna jump right into this. So the reason I wanted, you, wanted to get you on here is because uh, this is sort of our uh debut season of something we're calling our curator call um and you know i i talked to you quite a bit here the past couple months and and realized that man like whether it's like the stuff behind the scenes with creative control or whether it's management of like different artists like you seem to be a really good person to identify uh just really really dope um assets property like just cool stuff man so what we just want to talk about is like what are you finding and what are you seeing right now that excites you the most um hmm what's got me well it's uh it's really it's really cool because um like a lot of people are kind of and forgive me as I like slur into like start setting this off, right? Because there's so much things, right? Um, well, look, we want you to be as specific as possible. Like, get into the weeds. Well, here's here's here maybe here's here's like a first question that 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 would be interesting for me to hear is is do you think you know what you heard and what you know of you know the opportunities within cannabis? How do they stack up against the opportunities that you're seeing in Web three? Like, which, where do you think there's more attractive opportunity right now? I think that what's cool about it is that everyone is carving their own lane out. And um, while there are laws in place to regulate, uh, everyone's trying to, you know, get it however they can. And there are people really out here trying to build infrastructure uh, in long term. And they're really trying to create something tangible that they can look back on you know, 10 years, 20 years, uh, you know, into the future, uh, they'll be looking back and, you know, they'll are the, you know, the big, uh, they'll be the, 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 the trail, the trailblazers or the pioneers. Um, 
I think that the mentality right now is really fucking cool where it's like a group think of individual people and you know it kind of plays into the whole you know decentralized uh concept right but it's kind of happening in the cannabis industry as well and i'm not gonna you know be one of those people to give you the ins and outs on it because i don't even fully understand the cannabis industry but what i can tell you is that the way that people are operating and connecting in web3 is very similar in you know real life where the most unlikely people are you know now becoming uh you know pseudo best friends and you know partners or you know they are clicking up to get these uh missions done so that they can both get what they need you know out of the uh scenario so you know in that regard yeah that's that's really interesting especially when you when you talk about infrastructure being built because that is that's long-standing and i think that's also only done if you recognize that you know what's what's happening and these changes that are happening all around us are likely to be permanent right so that's good to hear that you know people are preparing for opportunities that are here for an enduring time and not just you know short-term opportunistic you know ways that you know, people can be approaching this i think when you're building infrastructure you really have to build it to be a foundation upon which you know other things can be built and uh and that is exciting so that's cool to hear i, I didn't know I, I didn't i haven't had that perspective of the cannabis industry so no that's that's cool cool to know yeah it's it's pretty um it's pretty bittersweet right now while we're gaining a lot this somewhat of this like acute triangle of like a, you know a sloping down of like innovation and we're also losing a lot um you know my boy uh he he had hit me he was like yo um i'm at playstation now and i'm like you know i'm mad excited for him and the first thing i go is man i've never been to e3 i've, I've always wanted you know I've, oh i've always wanted to go to e3 and just you know fan out and you know lose my mind like i'm in disney world or some shit you know and um he sends me an article and it's like e3 is going to be virtual again for the second year and i'm like shit and it dawns on me i'm like yo it's probably never going to be a fucking e3 as like i knew it and as i like fantasized about it's never going to happen anymore you know um it's going to be some kind of virtual thing, but then that could lead to something else. You know, who knows? Maybe people are testing out games and walking around a virtual space um, with an Oculus on or something, you know, or in a PlayStation controller in their hand or something, you know. Yeah. There's so you, much like, no, go, go, go. Or, I was going to say, or, you know, it could exist in both realms going forward and the live. Maybe it's smaller, but I think it's going to be more potent, right? Because I think a lot of people probably feel like you do. Maybe a little bit concerned that the live version doesn't come back. And, you know, like like with music, we think about this all the time. You know, you can never replicate, truly replicate the live experience. Exactly. Right? So I could see E3 maybe uh, providing a more premium, if they wanted to, you know, they could provide a more premium live experience that could be more expensive, but would be, 
you know, materially better than anything they, they threw before, not only because it's, you know, smaller and premium, but, you know, the people that are coming are coming with excitement, you know, everyone's, you know, getting dressed up, like, you know, in their favorite, you know, favorite, as their favorite character or video game or whatever. And, and going yeah. Nuts with Sorry. yeah, my, my son will have some stuff to say too, but yeah, but I think that could be, that could be cool. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think right now it's like some of these like constrictions that are, are happening though, are going to kind of push people to be more innovative and try to bring that feeling into the space um you know in innovative ways i guess but like uh yeah live events man i mean you you saw when we were at new york when we went to new york and just the the combination of like curiosity and like really good spaces and you know just in real life events are something i'm i'm really excited about this year so uh but i agree like i don't i don't you know, getting that same excitement is going to be really hard um, with these bigger events. Um, you know, even even Coachella this year. Oh yeah, I just saw they announced that a uh, lifetime NFT uh, uh, lifetime pass. Yeah, and what a scam! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, uh, <laughs> like your lifetime. Yeah like come on man you know it's a bunch of hype but you know it is what it is i i i one thing i'll say is that um i didn't really have faith in live events uh virtually until some of my clients had to do it and really you know it's super awkward for them and um they hate it they hate doing live events they're like there's nobody here to give energy to feed off of Staring uh-huh. screen. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, you know, they're there to perform. They're not there to act, right? Um, even though, yeah, part of the performance has acting elements, the reality is that, you know, the artist needs the fans as much as the uh, fans need the artists, right? And um, in saying that, uh, this year I saw like a fake Playboy Cardi performance in Roblox that changed my mind. And you know, whoever put that snippet together knew what they were doing. Someone curated and promoted a fake Playboy Cardi concert. And here's the kicker. The audio wasn't the music. The audio was a live recording from an actual recent Playboy Cardi concert. And it wasn't like blown out or, you know, peaking or anything like that. It was like, it was really good. And when I saw that, I was like, yo, this is incredible. Because to hear that live aspect of the music uh, come at you, you feel the energy of a real audience in the recording. And then you see all these little Roblox motherfuckers jumping around like crazy, like super excited. They all know this is not Playboy Cardi, but they don't give a fuck. Because if Playboy Cardi ain't going to do it, somebody has to, right? (laughs) And I just love, even though, you know, the people behind this team, they're probably not too happy about that, but fuck it. That shit. It's got a, it's a, yeah, it's a cool proof of concept. Right, right. You know, and, and uh, I think that's like really changing my perspective of it. Um, there's hope out there 
for an exciting like virtual experience, especially like how to curate it. What I don't like is what that whole Justin Bieber thing where he's like floating on a car. It's like really bad CGI and, you know, the dancing is like, you know, it's just really bad. It's like, you know, I, I think you're right, man. I think I love what you said was so pertinent to me. Not to cut you off about the sound not peaking and not being blown out. Um, it's almost like if the audio, the audio quality, if it's there, um, you don't really need much visually, you know, you, you know, people just get really, you know, kind of get into using their imagination for what, you know, visually it's happening, but the, the audio is so important. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, um, I used to play this game, Final Fantasy, and, um, I believe it was, a uh, 10, they had like this, um, this like fake virtual concert and while i was playing i was like yo why the fuck would people show up to this you know and um it would be a whole audience and you'd be like holograms performing and shit but now we're kind of being forced to understand why and um you know i'm, I'm curious to see i think like a good I think a good like online digital performance right now. I want to see Yeet do it, but I don't want to see an actual like Yeet performance. If that makes sense, like if I if I went to a show and I got the recording from a Yeet concert, and I'm not, I'm sure you guys know about Yeet, right? Yeah, yeah. Like fifty percent of Yeet's fan base is most likely uh, Playboy Cardi fans. Oh yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, and, um, you know, like having that element of audio and feeling that energy, like in a real space, like once you translate that, like the visuals that you put to it, I'm just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like the energy's got to be there. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really that's really what it all amounts to. Right. Is like. The, the little details of the environment and then like the, the energy that is like that's in the, in the environment in itself is ultimately what like defines whether it's a success or not. Right. Like you said, like the Justin Bieber shit, you know, where he, uh, it just didn't feel, I don't know. It didn't feel all the way there, you know? So I think that's a big part of, you know, it's a big part of what we do. But I think moving forward, at least within the space, you have to have this sort of like uh, authenticity and the in the way you move. And I think it has to come through in the technology as well. So. Yeah, it can't be too overproduced. It can't be too like, yeah, you know, I'm going to change the world with this. Like people just want to have a good like people want to receive shit properly. And I think a lot of folks have like gotten that really twisted, you know, especially like it's hard to discover stuff on YouTube. It's hard to discover stuff on, you know, any of these platforms. TikTok is like the best thing in terms of discovery right now. Um, I'd say known to mankind. And that's because somebody with no followers can end up on your, uh, your, scroll and you're gonna see it and it could be good or it could be bad but <laughs> that's on you right and i love that because it's that's been missing for so long 
And I, I, I truly believe that once these platforms, you know, Web2 started capitalizing on charging you for your followers and all this, like, all this really, like, like, you know, it's just real, like, I hate, I hate it. I detest it. But um, it's it's just like, it cuts all of that out. And it's just like, yo, give the people what they want. People want to see some, you know, they want to see what's going on on every level. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I I, I think really it's, it's like, uh, it's the community kind of like putting their foot down. Mm-hmm. But also you know uh like really like you know demanding a higher standard of uh just everything you know like the 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 level of transparency with the blockchain and you know all that kind of translating down into the energy that's being put out into these products like i think you know the kids know you know what i'm saying so like you know these if you're in an audience you know if somebody's like if it's a good performance or not rather if you like the music or not because you can tell by the the energy in the room and i think that's really something that is i don't know it seems like it's hard to tap into online but when you do it feel you can feel it like with the roblox example you said yeah yeah um and you know outside of like out of that space, you know, R&B doing some pretty cool stuff. And, um, like, I just saw, uh, what was her name? I think it's, like, Corin. It might be Corin. She's got a really good record called Famous. Um, that's, uh, it's, that's doing pretty well. And um, I think she used to go by Brooklyn something. I forgot her, I forgot her name. But um, she's uh, Atlanta-based. Um, she's killing it on the R&B side right now. Um, Fabo is another one that's killing it right now. Um, let me see. Money Long is pretty cool. The Hours and Hours Challenge. You know, um, that stuff really giving uh, confidence in R&B. You know, R&B is the most, like, shitted on genre, like, of current genres right now. People think because it doesn't have a crazy tempo, someone's not being shot in the video, there's no guns being waved in a video that, uh, you know what, let's not put money behind this. But the reality is that R&B, when it hits, it fucking hits, you know, and um, a lot of times they need that moment to translate to make sense to people. And there's just not enough of that. There's not enough of that. And even when it's forced, it's just like, it doesn't work out. These things have yeah. to be... I think looking at like a Giveon who, I mean, I don't care what uh, people say. I didn't know about Giveon, his existence before hearing his vocals as a sample on a Drake record. Right. But once you heard those vocals and you're like, whoa, who is this? You know, and you check it out. Now, you know, you check out the catalog and and you're a fan. And, you know, it's that moment that, that translated you know, his uh his value and gave people confidence in the music. Um I didn't see anything else to it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, all you know, every piece of music needs its moment. Um you got like uh Glacier, it's it, 
how much records do you know that just blew up off TikTok and then you don't even hear them anymore? Huh. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you see that's like the really uh that you know, what do you see that kind of dictates that problem? Like where could they you know, where what could they do better from a from an app standpoint or you think that's the sole purpose of their of their application? Um it's it's uh I would say from an app standpoint, that's not really their place. Um and it really isn't their application either, right? Because I don't think when ByteDance or TikTok made TikTok, they're like, yeah, people are going to do fucking retarded dances nonstop to this shit. And this is going to make the app go crazy. I don't think anyone in there that were engineering this platform, you know, thought that this was going to be what it was. You know, um, I think their mentality for it was completely different. Um, But at the same time, it's kind of like these artists are kind of put in this like relay of like once people find out about your music and they want to engage with the music, they want to be a part of the moment. Now it's a race to keep either keep that going digitally or find something new or create a new moment for them. And those things are incredibly hard to do, especially when the artist isn't ready for that moment and they're figuring it out. It is very debilitating to throw that on them. It's like, you know, you're in the gym and you just made it to being able to, you know, do your 50 pound curls. And someone just throws a hundred pound weight on top of your 50 pound curl. And they're like, yo man, if you don't get it together, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But um, that's where the physical aspect comes into play. I mean, with the pandemic, that's been a huge, like, it's been a huge hurdle. You know, getting the physical aspect uh, engaged. There's been a lot of underground parties, you know, especially in New York. There's an underground rave every week. You know, and they got to keep switching locations, got to keep staying ahead of the cops. You know, police get in the in the mix a couple times. They get shut down and, you know, they back at it two weeks later. But um, yeah, I think it's interesting that you say that, too, because I think that like no matter what happens in in society or just in these spaces, period, like people are going to want to do what they're going to want to do. So there, a lot of it's just going to keep innovating and keep moving around i mean we saw that with back in the day pre-dsp with like napster and then the third party links like ShareBeast and z share where you know we would blog about something and they would just kill the link and another link would pop right back up so you know i think there's always going to be workarounds and people are going to get what they want to get um so they can either get that from these mainstream artists or they can get that from the energy from an underground party and then those people then ben, you know benefit by energy you know having these people kind of come to their side as opposed to say like a uh you know let's say an industry party or like a coachella or something you know like i think 
you know, what you would, what we talked about earlier, like just, you know, trying to get that energy. Um, and AJ talks about this me all the time, trying to translate the live energy uh, music wise into a digital space. We don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Right. That same sort of energy is really hard to replicate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're talking about these like underground parties, like moving around and becoming kind of mobile, it's it, it really does say like, you know, I think a lot of times we we look at me like, oh, like the this party, this party, this party was dope. I think if you dig a little bit further, you're going to find just what you want. And I think that's the same the same thing online. You know, you're going to you, you can go out here and be like, oh, well, like the music isn't good or da 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 da. This isn't good. But. You, if you really want it and you dig a little bit further, there's going to be opportunities. And that's where I think the, you know, these new technologies in Web3 are going to be really important. Yeah. Yeah. I love, uh, I mean, you, you look at it and it's just like with all the shit that's going on, we don't really have, uh, you, you think about like Napster, like they got in trouble for what the entire industry ended up doing, right? Like, I think that guy almost went bankrupt from all the losses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember back in the day, links getting shut down and stuff like that. Yo, my video page is still uh, fucking, you know, after getting like 30 shorts. 30 Vimeo shorts and my freaking video page on Vimeo gets shut down because of uh, a flag from Def Jam <laughs> from this random company out in Europe that's doing the flagging. And there's like no way I could get that flag released. So I just got a cold like Vimeo account just sitting there with gems. With gems. I'm talking about like footage where I was in remote locations uploaded. And I can't even access it until I get somebody at Def Jam to find, you know, it's been shut down for years, but it's just like, you know, to... yeah. yeah. No, wow. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's crazy because, I mean, it's, it's essentially your archive, right? You don't really care if you're not trying to make money off of it. Really, you're just trying to have it in a place where, you know, anyone can 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 see it. And consume right. it, and most importantly, you, right? right? And uh, and that's a that's an interesting problem, right? Because yeah, like you know, we think about you know deep platforming being an issue. Um, if Instagram isn't around in like you know ten years, like what happens to all the archives that have been built there? Um, but you know, uh, you know, I don't think people really think about um, like these you know cease and desist notices that that go out for you know issues like like you were facing, right? And that being another way that your archive just gets wiped away and you, you know, you may not have access to it, which is crazy, right? All the the footage, you know, may be lost um, physically, but you have it in the digital form and now you can't access it. So yeah, that's a problem. And then when you think about it, then when I do, if I do get it, like, you know, the flags Mm -hmm. taken down and then Vimeo unlocks the account, do I even know my login information? Like, you know what I mean? Like a password. Uh, wow. Yeah. Seven years ago. Like what? 
It's just like, right. yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's it's really just more <clears throat> of a of a reason that mu- all of music needs to be open source. And and also, I mean, the other thing is just like, even with the login stuff, I think that's the one of the hidden benefits of having a, a crypto wallet that can you know, identify you going to a website. You don't have to have a, a, a 15 different usernames oh, and passwords. I love that. I, the only thing I don't like is having 15 different wallets. But what I yeah, do, yeah, right. being able to access every the wallet, that shit is, that's like the best thing known to mankind. Like literally. Agree. It's so easy. You go, you log in, it sees all your stuff. It knows who you are. You can interact with things because, you know, you have a token or you have a wallet right and and yeah it just makes that user experience in and of itself is worth getting one right um uh because yeah i, I hate having to god do the go through the forgot password process and or like god forbid i didn't save my password on you know automatically on a site or my computer gets reset or i get a new computer and you know it's like three months before i can get into all my shit right that stuff's so annoying and it evaporates if you have a crypto wallet that activates um, right. you know your account information. Right, right. Yeah, um I saw the Meek Mill uh announcement about ETH addresses and a new project. Then like a week later, um, you know, he's uh tweeting woe about uh, Atlantic his his and I'm just like so confused because I'm like, yo, why do you even care if you're about to do this shit in a whole separate medium, you know? And um, mm-hmm. I'm just, I see a lot of people trying to adopt the new technologies, but they kind of have that anvil of, you know, recording contracts or, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, you know, they, they, they got little cement blocks around their necks or most of them. And um, I don't know. It's like they're not even fully educated on what Web3 is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see that all the time. We see that all the time. And in fact, like not only are, are artists and I think more broadly, uh, people that come from the traditional music industry uh, blinded to the opportunity in Web3, I, you know, I think it's, it's mainly because of, <clears throat> you know, sort of PTSD with the system at hand. Right. Inherently, you you know, the, the blockchain, because it's transparent, can be trusted. Right. And you don't have to sort of worry about what's true, what's not true. Um, you know everything that's happening because you can see it and you can verify it provably on chain. And and because of that, you can relax. Right. <laughs> but but, you know, the music industry is not has been built. You know, someone who said it, I think maybe Ann Marshall said music, music industry is built on bad contracts and, you know, bad behavior. And so, you know, we, we talk to a lot of estates, we talk to a lot of artists um, that are signed, uh, music executives, uh, lawyers, and, you know, I, I'd say by and large, our history of talking to those people has, has proven fruitless because they don't, you know, they just don't allow themselves or they're not able to see the real opportunity here because they're, you know, so scarred, you know, from the trauma of working in that industry. It's, it's really a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that... um. One thing I'm really interested in at the moment, especially in regards to uh, curation, is like you got apps uh, like Dice, um, 
you know, which are kind of competitors to, I don't really know if they're a competitor to Live Nation and AG, but DICE is, um, you know, DICE does their own thing. Um, it's like a ticketing app. Uh, that's probably the worst uh, explanation of DICE. Um, but I can think of a usage for it, you know, um, especially in a pandemic. Um, it's something that, you know, I've been trying to pitch to artists and they just don't get it. And, um, you know, you can literally use this app and set a location and collect, you know, sell tickets. Like, what if you met someone in freaking uh, Union Square in New York and you sold tickets to meet them there? <laughs> you know, um, and they got their own uh, venues and stuff like that that they do deals with. But, you know, I'm more interested in, you know, being able to have people link up in a pandemic without like capacity rules and shit like that. Right. Wow. This is cool. And um, yeah. And I'm like, yo, like, what if like, you know, using an app or company like this and then you're combining this with eardrops at your events for when people are stopping by where they're being legitimized for being a part of that moment where they're, you know, they're being given some type of, uh, you know, token or, or uh, memento that allows them to, uh, you know, to always have the clout, like, yo, I was there, <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, thinking about the OS event that uh, we went to, uh, Hallway, um, you know, you really put that idea with the, uh, with the airdrops. I was like, man, it's just so genius. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, man, like, honestly, people just, like, these technologies are here for us to kind of involve the community more and reward the community more. So, you know, really you just need a wallet address and then, you know, you can give, you know, as a starting point and then give people access to, um, you know, to, to, to everything else. And um, yeah, I think it's just cooler. It's cooler to like wake to like wake up maybe the next day and you get an airdrop for access that gives you access to like a collection of clothes instead of like getting a t-shirt there, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, you see it there and then you say like, Oh, I, you know, it'd be dope if I had that. Right. And then like, because you were there, you, you have, now you have access to cop it and then it shipped or whatever, you know, I just think that the, the user experience can be, can be emphasized a hundred percent better uh you know with these technologies and like live events are just like you know that's where it starts for me at least yeah i don't know if you guys remember when uh you know certain artists used to pull up in like parking lots and do performances outside of other artist shows oh yeah 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 um uh what's his face pulled up to the in Atlanta, who was the artist that did that? They pulled uh, Rory. Rory did that. Yep. Mac Rory did that. So Rory pulled up and performed on the top of a like a like a moving van, 
uh, like a U-Haul. Remember that? He performed on the top of that, John, in a in the parking lot of a Childish Gambino concert. It's fire. Like yeah, stuff- like that, but that's the stuff, like, think about it. Like, I can't remember the last time I listened to a Rory song, but I remember that because it was so memorable. It's like, oh, shit, yeah, that's crazy. Imagine you're coming out of one concert into another concert that you didn't even pay for. Right. Right. You know? So, but yeah, that's, man, I think uh, I want to wrap it up here. You know, we're right at about, you know, a good stopping point, man. I think like just to kind of summarize things and, and wrap everything tightly, like, you know, live events and how active, how things are being activated within them. Um, you know, beyond that, just authenticity within the space and translating these, these, this energy from uh, from in in real life experiences to to the digital world seems to be something that's you know that that you seem to be finding out here and um, seem to be fascinated with you know AJ if you got anything yeah. by all means yeah no I think I think I think that's a good summary and I think we we try to think about how the digital experience can compare from an engagement perspective I think um, you know with retooling tokens and things like that enhance the live experience but also you know obviously enhance the digital experience and so um i think there's a lot of a lot of experimentation that we're going to be uh running over the next year to to see what works what doesn't work and to to learn um and then i think the other thing that you know we're really fascinated about are, are just like you said the infrastructure builders in in this space right now you know because i think yeah a lot of things are changing in terms of What's becoming legal? Uh, regulate regulations are changing. I think habits and culture is changing, and <clears throat> yeah, it's just really interesting to be at the forefront of that and and talk to others who are observing and aware of the same thing. So yeah, definitely, you know, we'll, we'll be in touch, Carlisle. I think you know that uh, we got a lot more to talk about. We didn't even talk about the the documentary and all that stuff. Uh, and I'd love to hear at some point your thoughts on you know distribution. And, and that model, um, you know, do we need to go to these big aggregators? You talked about YouTube a little bit, but like, you know, Netflix and Spotify and the others, you know, how are they going to be changing this, evolving in this new world? Um, I'm sure you thought about that stuff too. So we'll, yeah. we'll save that for later. But yeah, no, man, appreciate you, uh, you stopping through. Yeah, thank you. You can stop it right there, AJ. Uh-huh.